There's the faintly goaty smell of tap in the air now, in with the ewes by bonfire night. Then it's time to put out bowls of Rice Krispies in the evening. Why? Because the pixies come at night and paint the ewes' bottoms, brilliant blue or pillar box red, and everyone knows that pixies like Rice Krispies. That's why they're on the box. Ewes' colourful backsides are nothing whatsoever to do with the raddle bibs that well-dressed tups wear, you see. It's the pixies and their paintbrushes. Honest. The calendar year is an administrative affectation. The livestock year does not work in the same way at all. Whereas the calendar suggests that November is nearly the end of the year, in livestock terms, the month is the start of sorts. To a new one. Bonfire night, you see, marks the beginning of the mating season, when the tup goes in with his flock. With a modicum of luck and a fertile tup, I'm almost a poet without quite knowing it there, lambs will start appearing on April Fool's Day the following year. There's a message in there somewhere. Power cuts start in November too. That's because it is now that we really need light. It may be that a bullock has chewed through a vital length of flex. You can easily tell which one is responsible, as he is the one with his eyes permanently lit up. Or it could be that one of the horses has scratched, itched and rubbed on a pylon and somehow succeeded in blacking out the whole village. It happened once, very embarrassingly. The man from the lecky board came round the week after with a demonic expression and several rolls of barbed wire. Roger, our retired police horse, looked on with a face rather longer than usual as the engineer fixed it all in place. So much fun, so easily spoiled. Our Sunday walk through the woods takes us through a cocooning tunnel of russet and gold and bronze trees along the riverside path. Some friends went to New England once for the fall, but they reckoned they'd wasted their money. We should have just set up a tent on Armathwaite Bridge, they grumbled. The colours there are just as good. And with what they saved on the airfare, they could have bought a secretary bird sculpture for the garden. Our walk today ends, like so many favourite country walks, at the pub. The new licensees greet Jip and Tess, or G&T as they are better known, with a predictable, aren't they lovely, are they related? Tess gazes up lovingly at her new potential best mate, who misguidedly asks her, What do you want then? Tess, all doe-eyed innocence and charm incarnate, is far too well-mannered to presume on someone's generosity, so she doesn't say, well, actually, two slices of cold roast beef usually go down rather well. This is, after all, what G&T expect, having established the pattern throughout the previous incumbent's tenancy. But their dumb pleas go unrewarded. We sup our pint, they don't get any roast beef, and we all go home. It must be very confusing being a dog sometimes. Mickey has learnt an uncomfortable lesson. If you annoy show jumps, they fight back. This is probably just as well, 
as tying hedgehog skins to show jumps is frowned upon in these enlightened times. He had a bruise on his shoulder and a sorry look in his eyes, but a few carrots and soothing words smoothed the situation over, and by the weekend he was popping poles again. Malcolm fell over too, but carrots and soothing words failed to work the same magic for him, and he ended up going to see the doctor. Unfortunately for Malcolm, the practice dispenser keeps her own horse at the same yard as Mickey, and having heard of Mickey's tumble, she inquired fondly after his welfare. We simpered and twittered over the horse, but Malcolm garnered so much less sympathy that he was moved to ask me afterwards, Do you think it might help if I grew a tail and a couple more legs?